Hey, this is Dana Miette, and you're listening to the Teen Life Survival Guide Podcast. If you want the real long version of what this podcast is about, go on over to the first episodes, but I'm going to keep this short and sweet now that we got a couple episodes under our belt. This podcast is made for teens, but it's really welcome to anyone who wants to learn more about their faith as we tackle the tough topics about life. If you have any topic requests, please email me at teenlifesurvivalguide at gmail.com. Any Bible will do, but if you want to follow along what Bible I will be reading out of, it will always be the New American Standard Bible. May God bless you, and I cannot wait to start this journey with you. What's up, guys? I hope you're doing well today. Today's podcast topic is dealing with emptiness, and as always, before we get started, we are going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you once again for this opportunity to come together, Lord. As we see what is going on around the world, just remind us that, you know, you give us the peace we need and let us never take that peace for granted um, as we see war and fighting and all this hate and just destruction taking place. God, remind us that the only thing that's going to power through that is your love, your healing, and that we come together through that love and that's what ends war and that you're still in control and that we give our prayers and hopes to you. And Lord, for those of us who feel empty for those of us who feel depressed and lonely and feel like they can't be satisfied remind us that you are enough that you satisfy us in ways that we don't always see that we don't always feel god we pray that you open our hearts to those ways that we can see and feel that we're not empty or too broken for you lord that you will fill us and you will provide for us we just need to come to you and we need to seek your way and we need to seek what you want us to fill our life with instead of what we always want to fill our life with and God we love you and we thank you for giving us the wisdom and giving us the opportunity to serve you and for your unconditional love that you give us in your name we pray amen so if you listen to our last podcast which was titled what are you stuck on and it was from two kings fine we talked about how we have to take the simple steps for healing that if we don't take those simple steps and if we don't do things with God's logic and his way trusting that he's going to take care of us that we're going to stay stuck um and that one also kind of reminded me if you listen to the child life faith childlike faith podcast as well how you know we stay stuck on things because we don't trust him as much as we should and again i'm not judging i'm giving you from my personal experience i feel like these next three or four podcasts kind of all tie in together um and just remind us that we have to do the simple stuff right first that god makes it simpler than um you know we take it we want to do to do we want to blame others we want to come you know and be angry and all those things and god's saying just be still trust me trust that i'll provide for you what you need to do is stay rooted in scripture to love others to try to not judge them and just try to live life for me do the basic stuff and I will provide the rest for you. Um, And when we're talking about dealing with emptiness, a lot of times, you know, it starts with taking those small steps and saying yes to his healing and letting go of our own logic and reasoning. So after we do that and we can feel clean from our sins, now we need to focus on being filled and satisfied. We have the healing. We're made clean. We're made new. So now what are we going to put our purpose in? Um, What are we going to focus on? Because a lot of us feel empty. Um, We go through depression 
depression. We feel like we're not enough. We, you know, our mindset gets, you know, fogged by worldly desires. And what happens is we try to fill ourselves with things and, you know, logic of what people think in their words. And all those things are temporary and they'll never be enough. And it just leaves us with this brokenness, this dependence on others, this emptiness and depression. Um, And so that's what I wanted to focus on today, how to deal with that emptiness. I know for me, after I fail, um, like I said, my weakness is when I let other people down. Right now, actually, I am 32 weeks pregnant. I have been throwing up nonstop. We finally got me on a med that works. Um, I'm a bad asthmatic. And the other week, or like, yeah, almost the other week on 2-2 Tuesday, um, or all the twos, you know what I'm talking about. I took a tumble. And so now, not only am I 32 weeks pregnant with bad asthma, with nausea and all these things, I have a hurt foot and I am in a boot riding on a scooter. And all those things don't bother me because it's not my weakness. Everybody's been asking, how you doing? And how do you have joy in this time? Well, that's not my weakness. My battle has always been my health. And so over time with God's wisdom, I'm kind of just used to health issues and I just give it to God and I move forward. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't mentally bother me. What gets me is when I hurt other people and when I'm not in control and when I can't um, fix it. When I feel like I'm hurting somebody and I just want to bring them joy and just want to show them how much I love them and I can't fix it. That is my issue. And so for me, when I think of dealing with emptiness, um, I think of that. I think of trying to fill the void of when I hurt someone or when I want love and certain expectations and certain things from this person. How how can you fill that? And that's where our joy kind of gets broken is because we do, at least I do, I try to fill it through people um, and what people think. And if, you know, someone hurts my feelings or things don't go my way and someone doesn't love me the way that I, you know, hope they did, I look for validation from other people that I'm a good person or validation from other people that I'm a good friend or validation from other people that they love me. And what happens is it's a tricky road because we do need people in our life and we do need people to build us up and we need, you know, good Christian friends to help us. But if we solely depend on people and their perspectives and their things or even worldly things like you know how many followers I have on Facebook or how many clothes I have in my closet or what kind of cars I drive all those things could be taken away and all those things aren't perfect um people aren't perfect people make mistakes I beat myself all the time beat myself up all the time for the mistakes I made I surely am not perfect um people will let you down and so the problem is if you put your all your eggs in that basket of friendships and those kind of things you're gonna start to feel empty like I said, it's not bad. Friendships definitely bring us joy. Um, but when we're reliant on things, if they're taken away from us, um, we're just going to feel that void and that emptiness. And that's what leads to a lot of people with depression. Um, when you're codependent on God instead of on people, um, you tend to be able to battle the storm a little better to not feel as lonely. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to get in today. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastics. Hopefully I said that right. Ecclesiastes 2. And chapter 2 verses 1 through 11 and again I'm reading out the great American adventure bible um, and we're just going to kind of look at what this says it says I said to myself come now I will make a test of pleasure enjoy yourself but behold this also was vanity I said of laughter it is mad and of pleasure 
What use is it? I searched my mind how to cheer my body with wine. My mind still guided me with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven during the few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forests of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who have been before me in Jerusalem. I've also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, man's delight. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. And whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil. And this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had spent in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and a striving after the wind. And there was nothing to be gained under the sun. And so when reading this, this one just kind of hit me hard. I don't even remember why I was reading this. I think I just randomly stumbled upon it. But it just reminded me of emptiness and what we try to fill it with. Like I said, my, you know, one of the battles I'm really learning about is fighting at the flesh. You know, even though our purpose, like I said, might feel like at first that we're doing it for God, we also have to make sure we're not doing a fleshly need. Like I say all the time that, you know, pleasing people and being prideful is kind of my weaknesses. So when I do something for the church or for friends, I always self-reflect before doing it. And I say, what is my purpose in this? Am I doing this to make them happy and to show them love and to, you know, help build God's kingdom? Or am I simply doing it for my pride? Like, oh yeah, I'm a good person. I need to do this. And just making sure my intentions are always, you know, for him and through him and guided by God, not by my fleshly desires. And so this guy or whomever wrote Ecclesiastics, I knew I looked it up and now I'm drawing a blank. Like I told y'all, this podcast is for average Jews. I'm not going to be a scholar that goes, looks this up. I got one toddler and a kid on the way and I work a full-time job. So you get what you get. That's kind of the point. I don't want to be this fancy person. Anyway, so when he writes this, he talks about he's testing all the pleasure and he does all all these things that he calls vanity, he, ha- you know, maybe some things, you know, we probably shouldn't do. But, you know, times were a little different back then. Uh, they didn't fully understand everything. But, you know, he has all these trees and he drinks this wine and he's married, you know, even being married with the women and doing every single thing his eyes desire. And if you notice, it was all worldly things. And at the end, he said, then I considered all that my hands had done, the toil I spent in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and striving after wind. And there was nothing to be gained under the sun. So even though he had it all and even though he put the work in and did all these things he was building up things that in the long run truly do not give eternal life truly does not give happiness it gives temporary pleasure um and so it's like chasing after the wind which we know if you're striving after the wind good luck because you can't see it you can't really catch it and so it's just an absolute waste of your time
time. And so the point he's trying to make is when we're chasing after vanity things, it's not going to bring us that internal joy and peace. It's not going to bring us, you know, what we need. It might bring us happiness, but happiness is different than joy and peace. Happiness is in that moment you feel happy, but the problem is happiness is temporary. Joy and peace is eternal. When we have joy and peace from God, even in our toughest times, even when we are alone and when we are depressed, we keep moving forward. Like I said, I've had a pretty rough year. I've been going through all these different trials and tribulations, but what gets me through is my joy in Christ. I don't always feel happy. My emotions don't always match the joy, but I know that God's taking care of me and I know that God's showing me different signs and he's motivating me, you know, keep pushing forward, keep providing to my ministry through your podcast, keep, you know, providing through the ministry, through teaching the youth and teaching kids at school and just modeling faith for them by being a good person and treating them with respect. And it brings me joy and peace and knowing that, you know, yes, I'm not getting my ways in other circumstances, but that God still loves me. And that when this, you know, world ends, that I'm going to have joy and peace with him and that there's nothing I can do to lose him, that he will always be there for me. And so I'll never be fully empty because he's always there for me. But like I said, our emptiness typically comes from trying to be satisfied with the wrong thing. Just like in this passage, you know, he was trying to satisfy himself with all these worldly things, but we can do and receive so much from the world, but it's never going to fully satisfy us because that's not what God's calling from us. God teaches us and Jesus, you know, comes down to the earth to teach us that you will never be filled if you do these things. He doesn't, you know, force us to love him. He's just, there for us. He gives us the free will because he knows his ways are better than our ways and his ways is going to lead to joy and happiness. He comes down because he loves us and he wants to remind us if we choose him over these things, that's how we're going to be filled. And he preaches and he reminds us, you know, to love first and to read scripture and be filled with the words and to follow it. And again, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, yeah, you're doing it to get to heaven and you don't want to sin. So you don't go to hell and all these things which yes, you you are doing these things to have eternal life, but you're also, Jesus is telling you these things so that you can have joy in the now. You know, Paul was in prison. He didn't have, you know, much interaction, I'm sure, with a lot of his friends. He wrote notes and stuff, but Paul was in prison with nothing, and he still had joy and peace. He had that pain in his side. He had that reminder um, of, you know, suffering, but in his state of mind, he wasn't feeling empty. He was feeling full. He felt like he had everything he needed, and he had that joy, peace, and happiness because he chose God over all of it. It's It wasn't just so he can get to heaven. Of course, that's what he wanted, uh, obviously. But he knew that he had fulfillment in, you know, helping others see Christ and proclaiming the gospel. And the more that he talked about the gospel, the more he got filled because his focus was on the one who loves him. The focus was on the right purpose. And so when he was doing stuff, although people disappoint, although he was in chains, he knew that in the end, he wasn't empty. He was full because he had the Holy Spirit. He has God's words. He has God's full love and his promises. And he didn't need anything else. You know, when we put our our trust in people, it's like putting our trust in the wind. Um, They're going to disappoint. That doesn't mean we should shut them out of our lives, but they're going to disappoint. They're human. They make mistakes. They're going to have their flaws Um, because they're humans. When we put our, you know, everything we own into, you know, having fancy cars or things like that, cars break house catchers on fires. Unfortunately, you know, family members pass away. And so when we do all that, we are going to come up empty. Friends leave us. Sometimes husbands and 
and wives cheat and fail us, but God never leaves. God never fails. So when we take our time and fill it with scripture and fill it with God's words and God's truth and how he's so faithful to us and how he's going to fulfill our promises, that's when we're going to feel whole. That's when, when you, you fall in a hole and you're on a... (laughs) a scooter rolling around school 32 weeks pregnant, that's when you're going to find that joy in that situation. That's when you, you know, you feel like you're a sinner and you can't get past what you did. God reminds you through scripture that he's here to forgive you and he's here to clean your soul. And it helps us not feel so empty. It helps us be made whole again. So when the waters rise in our life, we need to seek his presence, focus on him. And that's when you're going to be full and have joy. So the question I have for you today is what are you chasing? after what are you trying to satisfy yourself with are you trying to satisfy yourself by trying to find someone um a boyfriend or a best friend are you trying to satisfy yourself by picking the right college or getting that college scholarship are you trying to satisfy yourself with um you know you feel like you're you're 25 and you need to get married right now but god hasn't shown you who to marry and you're just freaking out because all your friends are married or maybe you know you're you're trying to have a kid and it's just not working out and you're, you're putting all your effort into it and you're thinking about what other people say like you have to have a boyfriend right now or you have to go to college right now or you have to be married right now, or you have to have kids right now, and you're hearing all these worldly things, and so you're filling yourself up with what people's opinions are and what you think life should look like, instead of taking that step back and giving it to God and realizing that his timing's better, his plan is better, and that he's going to fill us with what we need. Instead of trying to push at, push after something, I'm not saying don't work hard, of course, and you know don't keep your mind open to things, but pray about it. Only he can fill our hearts and make us not empty. Only he could provide the way. And when we try to do things ourselves, it doesn't make that way happen quicker. It just steals our joy because we're spending all our time focusing on the wrong thing. We're focusing on our human ways, our human flesh, our human strength, and none of that is going to change God's plan. Instead, we can rest, be still, pray, and stay in scripture. And instead of doing, 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 we can just feel God's love. It sounds so simple, but he dictates the path and our trust comes from him and he will be faithful to us. So we don't need to try to do things our way. We need to stay in scripture and see what scripture calls us to do and have a conversation with him and see what he guides us to do. And of course, when you hear his voice, if he sends you a certain direction, then we act, then we're obedient. But instead of just going out and first doing and seeking the opinion of others and seeking fleshly desires, make sure you check with God first. Make sure you're staying in his scriptures and seeing what he's saying about it. So hopefully that helps you to not feel empty, um, to feel filled with his words, to feel filled with his loves. I know for me, like I said, I keep trying to do things worldly and I just keep coming up so empty, keep coming up like I'm not enough and that I fall short and that I'm missing something in my life. And then I'll turn back to God and God will remind me, Dana, you're, you're, you're enough. You're enough because I make you enough. You're worthy and you're righteous because I make you that way. And all you have to do is follow me step by step um, and I will bring you that joy and peace. And he's truly blessed me, blessed me in so many different ways. I don't know why it's so hard for us, but I'm sure it's hard on you as well. So hopefully this can remind you that that this world will not satisfy us, but God will. So put him first. Seek what he wants you to chase after in his way, in his time. God bless. Have an awesome day.